welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. On this week's episode, talk about the future of theatre. I'll be talking to you about some predictions about the future of theatre and this doesn't just include the shows. I talked to you about a play called Dream by the Royal Shakespeare Company. I'm very lucky to have two special guests from Hartford Theatre to talk to. Lastly, you may have seen a future themed quiz on social media where you had to guess different shows from some clues that we gave. I know you might have been waiting in suspense so don't worry. I'll reveal the answers. What a smashing lineup we've got today. Before we begin, if you have a mobile phone, please turn it off now. Photography, video recording and small pets are not permitted. You should know where your nearest emergency exit is and please refrain from talking during the performance. Just joking, let's get this show on the road. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Please take your seats. The performance is about to start. Obviously, we've had two full lockdowns now and theatres across the country had to close. But luckily, on the 17th of May, they get to reopen. Yay! I visit my local theatre, called Hartford Theatre, a lot. I've seen plays there, I've seen pantomimes there, I've seen shows there, I've seen films when they settle the cinema. I even had my sixth birthday party there once. My sister goes to different baby clubs there as well. Theatres are very important. Not only do they provide us with entertainment, they're also the centre of our communities. I'd really recommend that you book a show at your local theatre because they've had tough times over the last couple of years having not been able to open. But as they say in the theatre world, the show must go on, and I really hope it does. We read an article by the Grand Theatre in Blackpool. It was about the future of theatre in the digital world. They have made a 10-year plan which includes working with lots of digital companies. It talks about the audience and how to book and how that might change the future. Technology would allow you to ask Alexa or Siri to book you tickets for the theatre. It would know which seats you've sat in before and would book you those again. You would have a live ticket which would sit in your iPhone. It could include behind the scenes videos or introductions by the actors. They may not be star at the door to collect your ticket. You know at the beginning of a show where they say please turn off your mobile phone or turn them onto silent or that will change there'll be a sensor on your seat so when you sit down you get a text message that says please turn your phone off you could also have this little pad beneath your chair and on your phone you could make it go hot 
hot in the winter or cold in the summer and if you didn't know that's what Father Christmas has on his sleigh obviously if it's winter he turned it up to hot when you went to the theatre there'd be a special beacon which would have a sensor in it knowing where you've been and if you've watched the show and when you come out it would give you a text message to leave a review about the show and how good it was or to advertise a business or service for example imagine you go to see the musical hairspray and after the show you get a text message you could go to a local hairdressers and they do a really good haircut for you the National Theatre have used a service where people who can't hear very well can have these special AR glasses which helps them see certain captions when they look at the show or play and so they would know what would be going on which means even more people would be able to visit theatre which would be absolutely awesome. All of this technology is very clever, but it'd be sad if the people got replaced by technology so they lost their job and didn't earn any money. Or perhaps it could be used to make theatres even better. What do you think? Have you been to any theatres with special technology? I went to a theatre in Milton Keynes where you could press a button on the map and your food and drink would be delivered to your seat. Can you think of any inventions you'd like to see in the future? watched a play on the internet by the Royal Shakespeare Company and it is based on a play by William Shakespeare called Midsummer's Night Dream. It shows us how audience might experience the theatre in the future. It is set in a forest and park guides us through the forest when a storm comes. The audience could move about the fireflies in the sky to change which direction the people go in the forest at home by pressing a button. The actors are acting from a theatre somewhere without an audience watching them apart from the people who actually film them. The actors have special electronic stickers on them with wires and their movement and facial expressions are turned into their avatars in the show. The actors wear special headsets so they can actually see what's inside the forest. The thing that impressed me was that you could interact with the story and you could move the sort of people around so they go different ways and find different new adventures and I like the technology that they use because when you see them behind the scenes they look like they've got loads of bubble hats on them. This actually could be the way that theatre technology could develop in the future and get better and I think the sort of technology they use sort of like when you're gaming with VR headset things on and I really like how they do that I don't think that it will replace people going to the theatre and maybe sometimes it might but I hope you do go and watch the shows live although if you had a review about the story and you didn't like it you wanted it to go a different way you could sort of change the story and you could watch it there and you could watch it at home as an added extra. The live show ended at the end of April but you can still go onto the internet and watch the recorded version of it instead. Go to dream.online and go to the access section where you find a pre-recorded version with captions. 
today. We're very lucky to have Ben and Rebecca over here from Hartford Theatre. And well, hello. Hello. Hey, Jack. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Can you tell me a bit about your job and what you do? Sure. I'll go first. Shall I, Ben? Ladies first. So it's quite tricky to explain my job, but basically I'm in charge of all the words and pictures for Hartford Theatre. On Facebook? Yep. I create content for social media. I look after the website. Also make sure that any posters have correct information on them. And I also look after school bookings. Basically, my job is to make sure that all shows and films have an audience. Yeah, my mum told me that you did that and you put my quiz on there. It is, yes. So our quiz was about whether the theatre could change people's attitudes in the future. For example, like it was a bully on it. If you were a bully, well, it's not behaving very nice. I don't really want to do that. Going your spot on there yeah. can change people's minds. Did you guess yeah. any of them? Got a few, yeah. Quite so tricky. I wasn't very good at them, but <laughs> it was very good. So my job kind of follows on from Rebecca's job. So Rebecca gives us things to sell and to put on at the theatre. And then my job is to basically make it all happen for the public. So I look after all of the front house. And so I look after the box office and the cafe bar and the volunteers and all of our hirers. So I just make sure everything runs smoothly and that we're ready to serve our audiences when they arrive because Rebecca does such a good job and they all sell so we have lots and lots of people to look after and so really mine is a very public facing role and I just need to make sure that everyone that comes through our door has an amazing time is safe she basically you're sort of like the manager I am <laughs> yeah don't tell my manager yeah so I'm front of house manager so I, I look after the day to day running above the theatre so I basically live here I've been to a lot of different events at the theatre and it's not just shows can you tell the listeners what else they can do at art from theatre so you're right lots and lots of different things happen at Hartford Theatre before Covid but since Covid we've explored lots and lots of different ways of being a theatre whilst we've not been able to put shows and films on. So one of the main things we've been doing is um, well, we've been working with the National Health Service and they've been running Covid vaccination clinics here at the theatre and it's been fantastic so whilst we couldn't be open in the normal way National Health Service took over and have been with us since December and they've vaccinated thousands of people here so it's been brilliant so we've been able to utilise our space for our community and help people to, to be vaccinated to help beat, beat the terrible COVID. We've done lots of things online. So Rebecca's been really instrumental in running Pop Box Tales, yeah, which is really tricky because people normally think of a theatre as a building that they come into and sit with other people, family and friends and strangers. But we've had to adapt and try to keep our audiences together, even though they can't be together in person. But it's been really important for our regular audiences to feel like they still had somewhere that they belong yeah that's cool I've heard that you're going to change the theatre to a completely different design. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So at the beginning of June, it's called our growth and legacy redevelopment. So we're growing Hartford Theatre, also trying to keep all the things that people love the same and bringing them with us. So we're going to be expanding quite a lot into having three full-time cinema screens. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive that will mean that we're bringing first release film back to Hartford because there used to be a lot of cinemas in Hartford and we're also going to be having about 100 more seats in our main auditorium which is very exciting so that means that bigger shows will be able to come to visit us and that's going to look 
very different in the auditorium. So at the moment, we've got one break seating system. So all the seats in one section on one floor. But when we have the additional 100 seats, we're going to have a circle. So we're going to have a balcony in effect. So we'll have seats at a higher level, which, which would be really fantastic. And it's going to make it look and feel like a really top-notch West End theatre, I think. And we've seen some of the pictures and designs, and it's very exciting. Wow. I'm hoping there's going to be a box, a royal box. There, there will be. There will be. <laughs> Just for you. And we'll also have a slightly <laughs> smaller theatre but it was still over 150 seats in the slightly smaller theatre and that will mean that we'll show lots of exciting work that's maybe a bit different maybe a bit experimental we'll be able to go into that slightly smaller theatre so there's lots and lots of changes and so we're going to have a two rooms for hire so one will be a, a dance studio like we have now and the other one will be a smaller room that we can hire out for classes and parties etc and then we're also which I'm very excited about. We're going to have the fantastic new bar kitchen on the ground floor, which is going to have a slightly bigger and better offer than, than we currently have at the Hartford Theatre. And then on the first floor, because what's really exciting for us is we're going to be on two floors now. So we're going to have lots of stairs to run up and down mm. and a lift. <laughs> and we'll have another little cafe bar upstairs on the first floor. So you'll be able to look at some really fantastic views out on, along the river. And that probably takes you on to the outside. Yeah, so we'll have a new walkway. So if you imagine where Hartford the theatre is at the moment you can get into the castle grounds can't you and walk over the river so we're changing the walkway so that that walk into the castle and the park will become much more easy and so it will almost be one walk into the castle grounds alongside Hartford Theatre so what do you reckon to those changes Jack? I'd say that you've changed a lot from the last <laughs> time that I've been um, I've been have. to the theatre will be yeah do you think it's exciting? Very much so. What do you think that we have missed anything? What would you add? Maybe something like the background of the show. When mm-hmm. people are doing the plays, behind the scenes things. Maybe you could put on like your website. You put some like cool. behind the scenes on what the actors actually doing like outside the curtains. Yeah. What's happening on stage. Yeah. That sounds really exciting and a really good idea. And I think also, because in the industry, we call that back of house. So when you watch something in the theatre, everything that happens behind the scenery is called back of house. And it's quite an exciting world with lots of exciting things happening. And our new back of house is going to be really exciting because it's going to actually be nice and clean and tidy because it's quite an old building at the moment. It might be something that once we're up and open, we should invite you to come and have a look at and maybe you could do a podcast on what it looks like back of house. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. And we'll have full accessibility for people with disabilities. So it means we can fully engage with everybody in our community. Yeah, I was going to... I saw on Google that um, you have these sort of caption things that you could press the button and then it could like pop up on the screen on your phone you could look at the subtitles and see what they actually said if you couldn't hear properly if you had disabilities Mm. we haven't done them for a little while but before COVID we used to do audio described films and films with soft subtitling so the audio described films would be for people who had visual impairments they might not necessarily be blind but they would find it hard to watch a film and they could listen to the audio of the film through their headphones and then the soft subtitling ones would be for people who had hearing impairments so they would give them all the information about the film as they were watching it you know things like um, there was a loud bang heard in the next room that you wouldn't be able to hear 
if you were just watching a film normally. So that is one of the things that we are currently working on at the moment because we're very busy getting everything ready for the new building. And one of the things is that we have been awarded a bit of money from the Royal Opera House Bridge to develop our learning and education department for the future and what we can do to help schools. So we're working with lots and lots of local teachers on how we can put together a department and a sort of project work for schools and for local students so they can come and learn all about theatre and how we can support schools in a post-COVID recovery because we know that the arts and theatres are really important for people's mental health and especially for children. Theatre is all about learning, about escapism, about storytelling and it's about taking you to a new place, somewhere that maybe you couldn't go to in real life. And it's really, really good for your mind. And if, you know, sometimes we all struggle in, in our day-to-day lives and things can be a bit mad and get on top of you, but you can go to a mindful place when you go see a piece of theatre. It's creative, the music's amazing, the costume, and you get completely lost in another world. And that's really, really good for your mental health. It can also help you learn and help you connect with other people. And you can meet people, you can talk to people about what you've watched, and it can stimulate conversation. And so the arts are really important for everybody in the community and, and their mental well-being. Yeah, I think you're right. So I've got another question. I'm going to see my first ever proper musical in London in September. And it's based on one of my dad's favourite films and one of the reasons that my podcast is called What It Is. Can you guess what show it is? The Lion King? No. <laughs> oh. No, we know what it is. It's <laughs> Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want um, to see that. Yeah, I really like that. It's my favourite one. What's your favourite play or musical good question that's a very tricky question to answer for people who work in theatre I have lots and lots of favourites for lots of different reasons but I think one that I would have to say is my favourite would be Phantom of the Opera that's one of my mum's favourites too it's not very on trend I know but it's very dramatic and much like yourself much like (laughs) (laughs) and I just remember when I first saw it it was quite a long time ago and I I just thought like oh, this is amazing but I've also most recently I've been really enjoyed a musical called Six which is all about the six wives of Henry VIII but it's told from their point of view so I like that one too. What about you Ben? Oh that's a really really tricky question. There are so many and there's lots for very many different reasons. I don't know if I can say I have an all-time favourite because I love lots. I do love The Lion King because I like the film but more importantly I love the stage production because it's just very creative. So I love anything that's creative, that's imaginative, that uses puppetry, that's got a bit of music in. I love anything that is done by a a theatre company called Nehi, because again, they are amazingly creative. They are a theatre company that are based in Cornwall, and I've seen lots of their work around, around the country, actually. And they're just incredible. And it's because they take a story and they bring it to life in a really magical way. And it's often done with very limited props and scenery. But what I love about it is that they might use a broomstick, but it might represent, I don't know, a giraffe. And you you get lost in it. You really believe that that broomstick is a giraffe. So that gives you a little flavour there. I haven't heard of them. I like to look them up. I see what you mean. I saw a show at the theatre once like that. I think it was based on a Julia Donaldson book. Going to see a show makes me feel sucked in like I'm part of the show. Sometimes it even makes me forget about real life. Honestly, we were having this conversation, I think, last week. Yeah. Um, 
I heard on the radio, I think Starlight Express um, was played and it just took me to that place because I just imagined being in a theatre where the lights go down, the music starts and there's a sense of anticipation, excitement. You're not quite sure what's going to come and it is exactly that. And that's what I love about theatre. Very intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tell yeah. you what, Jack, I feel a bit jealous that you're going to experience that for one of the first times in the West End Theatre because it is such a special moment and hopefully Hopefully, for the rest of your life, you'll always think when those lights go down before you watch lots and lots of other shows, you'll always be transported back to that magical moment you're about to see back That's to the, the future. future. <laughs> and thinking, oh, I'm so excited. And it's like, oh, they've got it just right, that feeling. And I don't know, some smoke. I think yeah. it's also really lovely that you love theatre and it's going to be your first big piece of theatre and it's your dad's favourite film. So I think that's really lovely that you can all go as a family as well and enjoy that. So I think that's really special and I bet you'll love it. Mm. And we'll look forward to hearing about your experience. So we'd like to definitely hear yeah, about that once you've seen it. it. You'll have to do us a review. Yeah, I think, as I said, I didn't get in London in September. And so quite a long time for now but hopefully we really that's cool it'll be worth the wait it'll be worth we've had two full lockdowns now and the theatre has had to close for a very long time can you tell me how Covid has affected the theatre yes so the main thing is that we've been empty and I've been working from home for most of the time but Ben's been looking after the building so there's lots and lots of checks that need to happen aren't there yeah so I've been coming to work through most of the lockdowns which has been really weird because this building is normally so full of life and it's full of people most of all so the building has remained the same but it's had no life in it so it's been hard because like many people in many industries throughout the beginning of the first lockdown we really didn't know how long it was going to go on for and what the future was and so we've had to really adapt to survive I guess and that's been hard but we can see a light at the end of the tunnel now and for us the growth and legacy project is on its way which is really fantastic and exciting and it gives us something to aim at and we know that even though we're going to be closed for 18 months from June we know that what's coming is going to be amazing so that's I think what's getting us through yeah so there's lots of things that is affected I think one of the biggest things we've had to do this year is actually refund everyone all their tickets and we've refunded thousands of people that haven't of shows that haven't been able to happen and that's been really sad but also made us realize just how well we were doing because we had so many tickets that we had to refund and it's all credit to our lovely audiences for the wonderful support that they give us and continue to give us really so money is very important it is Yeah. yeah money it's a sad fact maybe that ultimately what we do we have to to support ourselves financially so it's really important that we can sell tickets because we show that that comes to our stage there's a cost to and so we have to pay the performers and the actors but it it all feeds into everything so if you think about our pantomime it's not just the theatre team that are here all year round that it employs we bring in a whole cast so you can see how it's really good for the industry and the community because we create employment and that's a really positive thing so when we had to shut and we weren't able to put any shows on. It wasn't just us here at the theatres that were affected. It was lots and lots of other people that are connected to the industry. You know, even the people that make our ice cream. So at Christmas, we sell hundreds of ice creams. It's one of our big sellers. And I mean, we have over 5,000 school children come and see our shows in the school weeks. They all get an and ice they cream. all get a free ice cream. So if you think that's just in itself, 5,000 ice creams that we couldn't buy this year. And that means that company couldn't sell us 5,000 ice creams. And that's a big impact on them. So- and also in Hartford itself, because we know that when we've got a busy 
sold out family show or lots of the local restaurants know that they will have a very busy lunchtime so Greek have a direct impact I suppose on all the restaurants around us mm. I saw a trailer about a show about oh, oh very so exciting you know what we were just talking about with the the panto cast not you know not being able to do a panto here and they asked us if they could put on a show it's happening on the 30th of may and they've called it celebrating hartford theater so it's one of the last live shows that we're going to have on our current stage and it'll be lots of songs and lots of little snippets of all the best bits of Hartford Theatre. It should be a really special evening for lots and lots of people who have lots of happy memories of Hartford Theatre. There are a few tickets left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to see you. <laughs> I've watched a part of a play online by the Royal Shakespeare Company called Dream. Technology seems like it might play a big part in the arts in the future. What do you think the future of theatre might look like? Wow, good question. I've heard about that show and it sounds really interesting. I've not seen it. So I think the future of theatre is beyond our wildest dreams. I think that the possibilities are endless because the arts have often been at the front of using technology. And I don't know if you've heard of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is a really good place to see lots and lots of different shows might have heard of that. I was there in oh, it was 2019 now and I saw lots of really exciting things. Some of them are quite strange, <laughs> really. They use some very strange things of technology <laughs> and you think, like, oh, goodness, you have to get up out of your seat and go to a different part of the building. It's really interactive. So there's lots and lots of things that can be done. I love all the things they're doing now with drones in auditoriums. Oh, so yeah. they do some really amazing work. It's also not just on stage in shows, it's technology across all platforms of the theatre. So when you think about Rebecca's job and she deals with all the marketing and everything that's online, technology plays a massive part there. And we're seeing lots of interesting things happen through different types of technology you can use to book your tickets and how you can find out about shows. There's lots of really, really exciting things that are changing quickly all the Mm. time. And often we learn things from other industries and it can be applied to what we do in theatres and how that can affect the experience of both the actors and also the audience. Yeah, so let's say, you could use um, these sorting robots you could use anything really that helps you that's cool do you know what virtual reality is yes Mm. yeah virtual reality goggles where you could so i know it'd be like fake but you could see a video of what the play would actually look like on your goggles when you put them on that sounds cool yeah the idea of the virtual reality i think that's something that could be explored further in the future i think that sounds very exciting i had an experience of virtual reality recently when I went to London to see the architects the people that are designing our new theatre it was amazing so I put the goggles on and I was then in the theatre and I could walk around and I could look at it and I could experience what it felt like to be actually in our new world and it was very exciting I'd love to try that yeah Yeah. I was very lucky to try it it was really cool we hope that there might be an opportunity for members of the public to experience that when we get a bit closer to opening and they experience a new building with the virtual reality headset there's a very funny video with the headset on little walking around so what i was seeing is what i could see but everyone else in the room couldn't see what i was seeing so it just looked like i was a bit mad waving my arms around going, look at that look at that so it was very cool yeah we saw you on twitter but you didn't look that strange i don't think It's really interesting, I think, technology and really exciting. But also theatre can be the complete opposite of technology. 
And actually some of the best, most exciting and interesting theatre is that it's really simple and it doesn't have much technology involved. And it's just about one person, two people, a couple of props. And it's about the imagination. It takes you to a very special and creative place in your own head and where you can start to fill in the gaps and be really involved yourself. I think it's quite nice just to remember where it's all come from and and peel it right back to basics. Mm. Less screen time. Yeah, I think people want to have in-person experiences and make memories in person with their families and I bet you when you go to see Back to the Future you'll be going up to London with your mum and dad and it'll not only will it be an amazing time that you have because you're seeing some amazing theatre but it'll all be about the big day it'll be about going up maybe on the train to London and maybe having dinner beforehand or doing a bit of shopping or I hope I'm not going to give you too many ideas <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be more than just the theatre it'll be about making special memories with your family so yeah that's part of our sort of future plans really is that a theatre is people coming together but it's so much more than that what do you think a theatre is or could be in the future have you heard of the Royal Albert Hall I have indeed mm. yes yeah. um, you could look a little bit like that and look really posh and famous well it won't Maybe. look like the Royal Albert Hall because it's a very old building because they've got some really good things I don't know if you know but in the Royal Albert Hall if you've ever been there those big bubbles that are in the building they absorb all the sound so they've used even though it's a very old building they've used some very modern techniques to bring their building right up to date and I think what's really lovely and important for us as we develop Hartford Theatre is that we are unique so there's been a lot of thought and time taken in the planning and designing of of what we're going to have to not only make it amazing from the customers experience in terms of what it is like to see a show in in the actual theatre itself but we're thinking about the whole experience so we're thinking about how it will be to book online to look at our website how it feels when you walk through our front door to what you can eat and drink here there's lots that have been taken from things that we've learned in the industry from lots of different venues like the Royal Albert Hall and other theatres that are like us already in size and so we're kind of distilling all the best bits and making putting it all in the pot and mixing up and making it really special for us in Hartford so we can make sure that you and everybody of Hartford and everyone beyond can come and have a really magical and special time. Yeah. When we go to the theatre, my mum always makes us go for a just-in-case toilet before the show starts so that we don't need the toilet during the show. She worries that there'll be a big queue. So I came up with an invention. In your popcorn or drink or snack, there'll be this special tablet that basically makes you not need toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's quite a very good idea. Yeah, and I've already got with my marketing hat and I've already got a name. I think (gasps) think you can call it Plopcorn. Brilliant. Because of the toilet. I'm not sure about that. I thought when you started explaining your idea, I thought you were going to talk about having some sort of special facility in your popcorn container to wee in. Well, where are we going with this? <laughs> Popcorn's very popular, so certainly we have to look into our popcorn facilities. Well, I think you should develop this idea. You could make yourself millions, I think. Yeah. It's a patent it. But what I can say is actually... And it's very exciting for me as a front house manager is in our new theatre, we are going to have so many more toilets for the ladies. I think we're having about three times as many that we have now. And that is, and it's How a really good toilet. How many did you already have? Well, at the moment we've got six cubicles and I think we're having 19 in the <gasps> ladies um, alone, plus 
for men's and we've also got the accessible toilets as well. But from an operational point of view and with my job, it's really important that our audiences are able to go to the toilet quickly in, in the 15, 20 minute interval and get everybody to so 500 people potentially all needing the toilet at once. It's really important that we, we have the facilities because actually we need to make sure the next Act two starts on time. And, and also our customers' experience is really important. We want people to come and think, oh, you know, it's not a pressure. I haven't got to worry. There'll be enough time and enough toilets. So it's enough a really, toilet roll. And enough toilet roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really massive consideration. You, you run out of that very quickly in this house. <laughs> Do you? <Ooh. laughs> Too much information for you. <laughs> well, I can tell you a little secret, actually. In my first year here, we actually ran out of toilet <gasps> roll no, over Christmas. Oh, no. Our busiest time of year. And it was very stressful. And so I was very very stressed we had to run to Waitrose and buy toilet roll that didn't fit our toilet roll holders and I vowed on that day we'd never ever ever let that happen again and it hasn't touched wood so it's really important these, these little things that we laugh about are actually really important for everybody. So maybe you can invent something that means that theatres or places that have lots and lots of people coming in every day they don't run out of toilet roll. Or in the toilet you press a button on the door that said a toilet roll generator so if that soon as you press the button the robot arm go and then put it Jack, I think you are full of lots of really, really clever ideas about the toilets. And I'm going to set you a little challenge if you fancy it, because we're still designing our toilets and everything at the theatre. Mm. If you put some of your ideas down on paper with maybe some diagrams or pictures of what you think, mm. I could share that with our architects who are really clever and see what they think. And we can see if we can incorporate them into our new toilet design. How do you fancy that? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, cool. If you fancy it, just get your mum to email them to us and we'll see what we can do. It might not have to do with toilets. It could be do with anything. Anything. Absolutely. Yeah, and all yeah. your ideas would be great. So. There are a few things that we're stuck on, aren't there? So. There are. We've been talking about expressions used in the theatre, like in the limelight. I know that one. <laughs> so the limelight, do you know? Yeah. Do you know where yeah. that? In Lancaster, they used to have limestone. And I think it was light a candle and make it like glow up to make a white light on the stage so you could see Perfect. the people. Perfect. And so the people that were lit by that light were in the limelight. So you know that one. What about break a leg? You know, sometimes when people say good luck and then they don't get very much luck at all. Is that what it means? So I might be wrong, but this is what I think it means. You say to an actor, break a leg because every play needs a cast. And a cast is a word which basically means the group of people putting on the show. I heard on another podcast, actually, Jack, and they did a whole episode all about the language of theatre. And I think break a leg was to do with an understudy which is often like a stand-in person for an actor. And yeah, somebody did break a leg, some very famous actor in, you know, the 1800s. And then it became a bit like a joke, you know, like, oh, break a leg. And then it just became what you say to people as a sort of good luck thing. So that's ah. that's a little story that I heard. I think like most things, there's lots of different stories, aren't there? I'm going to have to do some research, I think. Yeah. I want to know now. Do you know what it's bad luck to do in a theatre? Um, there's something you shouldn't do. What? It's bad luck to whistle in the theatre. <laughs> yeah, that's bad yeah. luck. You can't do that. So um, I don't know why, so maybe we'll have to look into that. Yeah, um, there's one that I really like. It's called a showstopper. You know what that is? When they have to stop the show because the audience Slapping so loud. Mm. We've not had any of those, I don't think. I think we would probably use it as like that was a show stopping moment. So, like, I really like the standout moment of the show, you know, and everyone just, oh, wow, and the show stopping song, perhaps at the end of a show, you know, the big finale.
finale. Or the end of Act One yeah, the before the interval. There's one, always yeah. a big number for that. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. Cool. Well, right thank then. you so much it's for been, inviting us yeah, to been, join you. It's been a pleasure. I'm really excited to, to speak to you tonight. Thank you. Well, hopefully from the 20th of May, you'll be able to come back to the theatre when we can reopen it. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Keep in touch. Bye. Bye. You may have seen on social media a feature of theatre quiz. Now I'm going to tell you the answers. The first one was the future of music and the clue was this musical is set 300 years in the future instruments are banned. Now this one is called We Will Rock You by a band called Queen. So the next one, number two, the future of diversity. And the clue was, this musical fights stereotypes, teachers, compassion and understanding to those who can look different to you. Now, this one is called Kinky Boots, which is about a boy um, wearing lady shoes. And it talks about, it doesn't matter what you like or how you look, to be kind and treat everybody the same. This one is uh, the future of racial equality. And the clue was, this musical paints a picture of the consequence of gang violence and racism. The musical is called West Side Story. It's about two groups and they kill one of the men in one of the groups because he's in love with the lady in the other group. So this is the future of climate change and it's a play and the clue was the female lead in this play makes it clear that ecological disruption is the responsibility of the characters and introduces the idea that people's attitudes may in fact be responsible for climatic imbalance. That's a bit of a mouthful. This is from a Shakespeare play called A Midsummer's Night Dream. Titania is the main character in the play. She has an argument with somebody called Oberon. Their argument changes the weather and soon there is a storm in the forest. This can be applied to climate change and global warming and how humans' behaviour can affect the world around us. The next one is the future of social responsibility and the clue is the writer wanted his audience to be responsible for their own behaviour and responsible for the welfare of others. This is based on a very old play called An Inspector Calls. So it basically means that this detective read a diary somebody called Eva who died in the play. And because they read it, they knew that his family, the inspector, came over and they asked the family if they played a part in Eva dying. And they all denied it. But actually, every single one of them all had to do with Eva killing herself which is sad. So the message is to take responsibility of our actions and care about one another. This is an easy one. So it's called The Future of Technology. And the clue was a car requiring 1.21 gigawatts of power, speed of 88 miles per hour to time travel. And as you know, it's back to the future. So the next one is the future of gender equality. And the clue was raise the status of women and their rights. So it's a play called Evita. She was the first female president in Argentina and she fought to make women treated the same as men. And this is the last one. It's the future of science. 
and the clue was a failing florist crafts a hybrid of a Venus flytrap that attracts customers called A Little Shop of Horrors. It's a musical and play and it's basically about a florist who wants a partner, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and she makes the hybrid of Venus flytrap but instead of making the customers come, the Venus flytrap, like eating flies, it eats human blood and flesh. Ew. So listeners, how many did you get correct? Do you think that theatre can change people's minds and attitudes? As you can see, some of the predictions that we've talked about probably might not happen in the future and we probably won't have human man-eating fly traps and really hope that musical instruments are not, not, not bad. But, and there are some messages in the shows that hopefully will become true. For example, people being treated the same. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of our episode today, and what a showstopper it's been. I've learnt so much, and I can't wait to see what the future of theatre will look like. I'd like to say thank you to my guests, Ben and Rebecca. The new heart of theatre is going to be... EPIC! Ladies and gentlemen, may we take this opportunity to thank you for visiting us here at the theatre. We hope that you've enjoyed our performance. May we remind you that you may now switch on your mobile phones. Thank you very much, and have a safe journey home. Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack of the Future.